0: Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life changing message. Amen. God is good. And all the time, I, I, I got to tell you, you stay standing because we're going to read the word. You, you don't have to stand for me, but stand for the word. But uh, thank you, Pastor Chris. It feels good in the room today. It feels good in the room. We pray it feels good in your house, your car, because God is moving. Can I get a witness? Yes. Thrive Church is a powerful church because we believe in a powerful God and we let him do what he wants to do. We're a people of the word. Someone say, I'm a I'm a we're a people of the book. We're a people of the book, and I believe that pleases the Lord. Amen. 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 As you're standing, I'm gonna. Uh, take us to Psalm 41 as we stand for the reading of the word at the end of the service and for those online this is especially for you we will be participating of the Lord's table communion so if you would like to take a minute to get water juice and some bread so you can partake of that at the end of the message we hope you'll do that with us Um, we've provided elements for those of you here in the room Um, Psalm 41 Psalm 41, as we continue our legacy series, Psalm 41 verses one through three, and it reads like this. Blessed are those who have regard for the weak. The Lord delivers them in times of trouble. The Lord protects and what? Preserves them. They are counted among the blessed in the land. He does not give them over to the desire of their foes. The Lord sustains them on their sickbed and restores them from their bed of illness. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. We ask that you minister, not a man. Holy Spirit, you're already speaking. Just keep doing that. We've all come because we're not satisfied. We know, Lord, there's more you want to do in us, for us, and through us. So make us teachable, Lord. We confess sin, and we repent of our ways, and we renew our ears and our eyes and our hearts unto you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. The title of the message today, as we talk about legacy, is that a legacy worth leaving requires generosity. Someone say generous. Don't worry, it's not a fundraising sermon. Don't worry. Don't worry. I don't know, old school, we'd pick up four offerings in one service if we had a need. We don't do that here at Thrive. We don't do that in part because you're very generous and thank you for your generosity those online thank you for your continued generosity we have folks that have still not joined us in person for health concerns because of COVID-19 but they continue to be faithful not just to joining us online but to giving we have a very powerful church because we're a giving church you cannot live a powerful positive life without being generous And I'm not just talking about money, but we can also talk about money. God wants us to be generous. And and I wanna just kinda lay one just philosophical uh, brick down and that is this. What we do here on Sundays is not give you advice. We strive to give you truth. And we believe the word of God is non-negotiable. That's why we are a people of the book. We're not a people of a pastor's opinion or a trend uh, in religious circles or in social circles. We are a people of the book. So what we bring you is God's word, not man's ideas. So whenever we, and and let me tell you, I grew up in church my whole life. Someone say whole life. I mean, so, I grew up in church my whole life. Like when I was a kid, they'd forget me in church. I'd be asleep somewhere because I'd already heard my dad's jokes five times. No, I was little. I'd fall asleep, they'd forget me. That's how long I've been in church. And I know what it's like to hear a word and not be comfortable with it. But as long as we're contending with God's Word and not man's opinion, we must be teachable people. And we need to submit. Someone say submit. Amen. Submit. because we live in a social doc- with social doctrine all around us that worships self, see where you only submit to your own desires. But that's not the way of the kingdom. That's not the way of a Christian. The way of a Christian, a true Christian, and a true Christian, is that we submit to the word of God, not to one's own opinions. So what we do, our job as disciples of Jesus Christ, is that if we ever hear a word that we struggle with, go to the word. Work it out through scripture. And if it is what it is, you got to do what you got to do and submit to the Word of God. There is no positively powerful life lived without generosity. Last Sunday was my birthday. My birthday was my birthday. Someone, someone gave me a shout-out during Sunday, and I appreciated that, because then people gave me love offerings. That was was so cool. I was like, is that all it takes? And I was just so blessed because uh, lots of you um, gave me gifts. And I was like, wow. And what was so cool about the gifts, not just the gifts, but the fact that people were really happy to give. And I want to thank you for the gifts. And I want to thank you for your love and your prayers for, for me and my family. But what I saw in the cards and what I saw in the expressions on the faces was joy in making me joy, joyful. They were happy to make me happy. That's a blessing. We are so much better people when we are givers. Not just of money, but time and resources and influence and, 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 and uh, um, uh, giving people opportunities. We're better people when we're a river and not a swamp. But I want you to understand something, are you with me? Okay, watch this, watch this, are you ready? A giving nature is an otherworldly characteristic. For those that are mired in atheism, we are not just animals, animals don't just give gifts, they fight to the death for whatever they have. Don't, become, don't come between a chipmunk and it's nuts. It'll take your finger. You ever give your dog a bone? You're very good, nice dog, a bone, and then it turns into a wolf man. I've got dogs, and you, gi- you give them treats, they're cool. You give them a bone, and it's death match. Because animals hoard, and they, this survival uh, mechanism But we have this otherworldly, this supernatural, this divine spark that is the image of God, where we recognize it is better to give than to receive. We know that even when we don't have God, even the atheists can recognize. They get joy in giving. But what gets in the way of the godless to give is fear. What if I don't have enough? Or taking, being taken advantage of. I give and they don't give back. Or I give and they don't even acknowledge it. But giving, the spirit of generosity comes from heaven. It comes from God himself. What gets in the way? I learned something recently. I, I'm not really, like, I wasn't good at science, but every now and then I learned something that I think is pretty cool. And, I mean, I'm, I'm 49 now and I, I just you know, recognize, maybe I learned this when I was in grade school, but I'd forgotten. But I I read something that reminded me that the moon does not have light of its own. It's not a star. It doesn't generate its own light. Uh, What the moon does is it actually reflects the light of the sun. That's how we see the moon, is that it, it reflects the light of the sun. Now, when you have a lunar eclipse... A lunar eclipse happens when the earth gets just right in the way of the sun's light hitting the moon. The earth gets in the way of the light, and then we don't see the moon. It goes dark. The cares of this earth impede the light of God on our lives. There are times when the earth, someone say the earth. There are times when the things of the earth, the cares of the earth, the competitions and the worries of the earth impede the light. But let me remind you, friend, that you have no light of your own. The only light we have the opportunity to shine is the light of God. That's it. John John describes that Christ the light, and the darkness could not overcome it. He is the light. Someone say, he is, light. he is the light. We're like moons that reflect the light. We cannot let the things of the earth get in the way of the light shining on us to reflect to all those who need to know there is a sun, there is a, there is a God who loves them and cares for them. So often it's the cares of the earth that get in the way of our generosity. We have to keep eternity in perspective. We want to live a life that is not of swamp, but of river. We want to leave a legacy of life and not death. And let me tell you something, are you ready? Because this is a doctrine of the world, but it's not a doctrine of Scripture. That as long as you take care of your family is good enough. That's not doctrine of Scripture. That's doctrine of the world. We must first take care of our families, but our generosity does not stop there. God has called us to impact the world. What's your part of the world? Where do you you work in the world? Where do you live in the world? Who do you run into? Uh, Who do you have relationship with in the world? God wants to use us to be generous and generosity nowadays—true, pure generosity, giving of time and effort, uh, investing in others, in the in the uh, the the well-being of others—with no strings attached—is rare nowadays. It's rare, and I gotta tell you, it's the church's job to represent the heart of Christ, and God. Is a giver. He, are you still with me? He's a giver. Someone say give. God gave his son and Christ gave his life and then gave us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit gives you counsel and gives you power and gives you wisdom and gives you discernment. If we're to be like God, we must be givers. You okay? And we ain't picking up another offering. Relax. (laughs) What I want is you to hear the word. I want you to be set free from the cares of this world. I want you to stop stop worrying about what you don't have and start rejoicing over what you do have. I want you to to, to stop hoarding and start sharing with whomever you come into contact with. Because that's how we will build the kingdom of God. And a life lived for oneself is no true life at all. The best life lived is one poured out. Someone smile at me. Can see you in the light. Okay. Amen. My goal is to challenge you, see, to enjoy your freedom in Christ and to be free from the common worries of this world and be free to share who Jesus is. In this beautiful psalm, we see three key truths. The first one is this, is that if you take care of others, God will take care of you. Psalm 41.1. Blessed are those, someone say blessed. Blessed are those who have regard for the weak, the lord delivers them in times of trouble now in the hebrew the term there translated weak has several meanings and is used in several ways one is weak one is low one is poor and one is thin now not thin the way i wish i was but thin in like not having a lot of weight not having a lot going for them blessed are those who have regard who concern themselves, who take care of the weak, the poor, the thin, the needy. Blessed are those who care. You see the connection? No, only two. (laughs) Blessed are who? Those who care. There's a blessing connected to your caring. There's inherent blessing. When God is pleased, he blesses. Now, we've said this a thousand times. I'm going to say it again. God does not bless what is done in defiance to his word. You can't pray before you rob a bank. He ain't going to help you. you got to do what he wants you to do in order to get blessed, in order to have the the functions and the activities of your life blessed. You You can't rob from, you know, government. You can't cook the books in your business and expect him to bless your business. You can't mistreat the people in your family and expect him to bless you in your home. Just can't. God is not a man that he should lie you with me he 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 says this is how you live and if you walk in this way i bless it if you choose someone say choose Choose. if you choose to walk another way he says i can't bless it now he's a merciful god he might save you because i'm praying for you or your sister's praying for you or your children are praying for you so he says I'm going to protect her from complete, utter destruction. I can't, you know, I'm not going to stop. she got a free will. He's got a free will. and And the wages of sin is death. So there's like this slow death happening. And there's hurt and there's wounds and there's going to be Uh, scars and there's gonna be uh, uh, guilt and there's gonna be shame because I'm not gonna just grab them because I gifted him with free will and he's choosing but out of my mercy I'm gonna keep him from destroying everything including himself because someone's praying because 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 I know that there's still hope for him I know there's still hope for her. I love her but I can't bless her you follow that I can't empower her in her ways. I can't uh, uh, promote him in his ways, because it's unbecoming. The Lord would say, it's unbecoming to me. But for those who walk in my ways, there's a blessing connection. Blessed are those who care about the weak, the thing about caring for the weak is you can't expect something back. That's a one-way street. I'm going to help you because you can't even help yourself, much less help me. The heart of God, see that's the heart of God. God says, you can't do one thing for me, but I'm bless you. You don't make me greater or smaller, the Lord would say. But I'm gonna, I love you, I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna help you. We are conduits of the heart of God when we're good, when we're helpful, when we're supportive, when we're generous with those who can't ever, we can never expect will bless us back. How beautiful is that? That's why we're, that's why we love giving. That's why this fall we are Thrive, Thrive. You are gonna build a church in El Salvador. We're gonna write a check for over $30,000 to build a church in El Salvador this fall. Yes, praise them, praise them, praise them. It, 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 not only that, we're, we're helping someone go, a general contractor to get the work done, to help the team that's gonna be there. Um, it, there ain't no one from that church that's ever gonna help us build our church. But it don't matter. God has been good to us because we've been good to others. Yes. Even during COVID, we were good to other churches that might not have even survived if not for Thrive. Being messengers of financial help, being messengers of, of, of counseling for pastors, battling through the anxieties and the discouragements of a difficult season, but Thrive was strong. Why? We've always given. I want you to Thrive is always given. When I, I hadn't didn't have this in my notes, but I'm gonna share it with you. When I'd been here about a year, year and a half, we didn't have nothing. When, when Lori and I first got here, we didn't even own the chairs we sat in. We, we, we owned an overhead projector. We didn't even have a PowerPoint projector, it was overhead. Does anyone remember the overheads? You'd have to have the person put the thing on there. Ooh, backwards. Some of you remember. Yeah, we had uh, Mylene Franco was the expert. She was only like 13. She was the best. She was the only one. She was the best. <laughs> Turn the slides. And after being here about a year and a half, the Lord had blessed us with some finances, and so our little church had had actually. Uh, saved in about 18 months or so, maybe 24 months, about $20,000. At, and at the time, we had only had 3000 when we started, and we'd saved. And, 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 and then we got a call from another church, another little church in town. And he said, Pastor Eric, the bank's going to take our building. We're three months behind. I'm like, car washes? <laughs> Brother, burritos are very popular. No. They needed, they need like 15000 to catch up on their mortgage and save their building. We're like, that's almost everything. I met with the board, I said, just, we got, there's a need, they said, let's give it! I said, settle down! <laughs> I'm new to this, relax! But we wrote that check, 15, almost $15,000. Can I tell you, that church is alive and well today. Winning people to Jesus right here in Manteca. Right here in Manteca. Right we didn't say, well, send your people over to here. We're like, no, you go win them over there. We're going to help you. That church is alive and well now 15 years later. Thrive has always been generous. It is better to give than to receive. And I believe that we've been blessed because we've had regard for the weak. At that point, I'm thinking, well, it's kind of the the weak helping the weaker. (laughs) But in the kingdom of God, it's all the same because it ain't our money. It's kingdom currency. It's God balancing the books. It's God giving you strength when you strengthen others. I tell you, it is better to give than to receive there's a story of a, there's a story of a, of a man who is, uh, I love this story, heard this a number of years ago, of a man who is wandering in the desert, you know, one of those, one of those, those scenes where the man is trying to get through this wilderness area. He's parched with thirst and he comes across a shack and he goes in the shack and he's hoping to find some water. And sure enough, there on the floor is this vessel of water. Container of water. And he's like, thank you, God. I'm going to make it. But on the floor in front of it was a sign that said, use this water to prime the well in the back. Drink all you want, then refill it for the next person and move on. And this person had a decision to make. Do I take this that I have right now? They would keep me going right now? Or do I trust the person who put it here to prime the pump so I can drink more than just this and then leave a supply for someone else? Now, can I tell you that takes faith? Cause you gotta believe there's still water in the well. Can I get a witness? Yes. And you gotta believe that the person who built the well and put this there knows what he's talking about. There's the dilemma. When earth gets in the way of the sun, All we wanna do is drink what we have in the moment when God says it's better to give than to receive. There is more where that came from. You gotta trust me that I'm the well that never runs dry. If you drink from me, you'll never thirst again. Trust me. Trust me with what you have. You have the opportunity, the capacity to be generous, to, to, to be a river of living water because your source will never run dry. Ever run dry. Someone say it's better to give than to receive. I am trying to convince you. And I'm not picking up another offering. Because tomorrow you need to give. You're going to need to give. I'm telling you, tomorrow someone's going to need something, and you're going to need to come through. And you're going to do it, not for thanks, or thank you notes, or recognition, but you're going to do it because you have the heart of God. Because God has given you love for them, because He has loved you. We love because we have been loved. We, we truly love because we have been truly loved. This is not an earthly kind of love. This isn't a phileo love or or an eros love. This is an agape love. This is a divine love. We love the way God loves because he loved us first. He's teaching us how to love. Are you still okay? Number two, the generous person is what? Verse 2 says, the Lord protects and, someone say, preserves. Preserves. The Lord protects and preserves them. The word there, preserves, means keeps alive. Keeps alive. The person who is generous, God enlivens. The person who is a, a, a river and not a swamp, God continues to, uh, to resource, and for good reason. Because we're doing his will. Now this is important. And this is, this is why I say this is otherworldly. This is, this is counterintuitive. This, this goes against n- nature. If there are things in your life that are dying, you may need to give some of it away. If you're finding yourself struggling at the end of every month, too much month and not enough money, can I get a witness? And you're not being generous, maybe you need to give some of it away. If you find that your connections, your networking are, is shrinking. Maybe you need to help other people make connections. Maybe you're not getting opportunities like you think you need, the opportunities are dying. Maybe you need to give someone else an opportunity. This is counterintuitive. Max Lucato calls this the upside down kingdom. This is the type of stuff of, it's better uh, uh, to give than to receive. It's the type of stuff that uh, in order to rise up, you must lower yourself. It's the type of stuff that its uh, you need to turn the other cheek. Go the extra mile. When someone makes you go one, you go two. It's the upside-down kingdom. It doesn't make sense that, that when you need more, because you feel like you're running out, that you should give more of yourself. But this is the way of the kingdom. Because of this promise, because of this promise, the Lord protects and keeps alive the generous. There are Christian businesses that went through two recessions and a pandemic and came out stronger because they're generous businesses. They're generous business. I know those business people. and They're generous. They forgave debts. They, they, they um, gave to missions issues. They gave to their local church. They were, they were uh, generous and did their best for their employees against the trend of the time. When they were running out of work, they kept giving, and God preserved them so that they thrived at the end of it. They're better now than they were then. This is the way of the kingdom. This is the way of the kingdom. This is not a get-rich thing because we do not, we, we, we don't believe in that. This isn't a way to, you know, prosperity gospel. This is just the way of the kingdom that God blesses and keeps alive those who are generous in. Verse three, it says, the Lord sustains them on their sick bed and restores them from their bed of illness. I don't know if you remember this. I do, because I'm 49, and I remember a lot more than a lot of you, but in 1992, at the uh, summer games, the Olympics, there was a uh, a sprint, uh, a relay sprint, four by 400 in uh, in Spain. And there was a British runner, De- uh, Derek Redmond, who ran the anchor. He was the final guy. And as he took the baton and he started sprinting, his hamstring ruptured. He had a chance to win gold for his country. He'd had a history of Injuries, but he didn't see this coming. And on that last lap, his hamstring ruptured and he fell. And everyone else finished the race. And he got up and he was trying to go forward, he kept falling. And then suddenly, his father jumped out of the stands ran onto the track. There was security, but no one was going to stop him. Can I get a witness? Okay. How many know what I'm talking about? Don't you be talking to my boy that way? <laughs> he got through security, got to his son, got him on his shoulder, and carried him across the finish line. just like that, Derek Redmond and his father got the biggest applause of the event. They cheered for first, second, third. They cheered more for him. The Bible does not say you'll never get sick, or you'll never struggle, or you'll never have pain. Even when you're generous, you can still get sick. You can still pull a hammy. But the promise is you don't have to finish the race by yourself. When you can't go alone, God's gonna come and lift you up and carry you across the finish line. That's what this verse says. The Lord sustains them on their sick bed and restores them from their bed of illness. Notice, they got sick. They were generous before they got sick. They got sick, but God comes through. And helps us do what we cannot do on our own. And he is so ready to do that for the generous. The giver. The one who carries the heart of God in their day to day. You following me? I'm going to finish with this. The third is that your legacy will be connected to your generosity. Verse 2. I love this because you can, you can miss it if you're not careful. The Lord protects and preserves them, right? Keeps them alive. And then it says this, read this middle part with me. They are counted among the blessed. In other words, people look across the land and notice they're blessed. They recognize there's something special about you. There's something unique about you. Why are you so happy? Why do you have so much peace? How is it that you have succeeded against all obstacles? How is it that I thought you were dead, but now you're alive? How is it that everyone else in your family is an addict or an alcoholic, but you're not? People look across the land and notice you're blessed. Legacy. And we have the opportunity. We have the opportunity when someone says, man, how, 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 how did you figure that out? How did you solve that problem? How did you get out of that situation? How is it that the blame didn't land on you and, and they were setting you up for the fall, but you didn't fall? We have the privilege to say, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I serve a God that is alive and well, and he loves me. And I don't deserve his mercy, but I strive to honor him in what I do. And he is so good to me. And there is a day when I will breathe my last breath, but then I'll only be ushered into the presence of God, where I'll live with him for eternity. I win, I win no matter what, because I serve the God who wins. They will count you as blessed among the nations. They will see you. You will be a light, like Paul says, a light that shines like a star in the darkness. We will be like the moon that reflects the light of the Son of God. Be generous. Be free. There are, I'll end with this. There are too many people dying to do the next thing until the next thing is to die. Can't wait till I grow up, get married. Can't wait till I, we have kids. Can't wait till these kids move out. Can't wait till I make this much money can't wait till I retire, never living in the moment, never realizing the opportunity is now. You can't just hoard up a bunch of blessings and then decide it's safe to give. Be a river, not a swamp. The day to live is now. The day to make an impact is today. You might say, but I'm weak. Well, there's someone weaker but I don't have as much as them. That's okay. There's someone who doesn't have as much as you, but it seems like I'm running out. Well, then maybe you need to give because God blesses the giver. Would you stand with me? Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrep.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.